Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex Mohanad is here. Hello, hello. How you doing, man? Good. There's no there's no snare in my headphones. Can you can you turn <laughs> turn the lights down? Turn the yeah. snare up. I'm in my zone. Yeah, everything's good, man. Everything's good. It's I think the latest we've ever uh, we've ever done this. What is it, almost ten o'clock local time? Almost ten o'clock. It's got it's got like nighttime radio vibes. We should mm-hmm. be playing some some so that means, jazz. That means it doesn't need to be censored then anyway, right? This is after nine o'clock. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> so we're after the watershed. Yeah, anything's allowed. It's Koshkast Haram. Yes, after dark. Koshkast after dark. <laughs> Um, it is uh, the two of us for now. Bernie might be joining us in a bit. We will see. We will find out. You will find out. We don't know at this point. Um, if, uh, um, if Barcelona don't hijack the deal before that. That's right. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they, they're more Chelsea likely to hijack literally anything. <laughs> planes, <laughs> transfers. Um, anyway. Uh, sorry, I just got a notification on my phone that All or Nothing is, is out, which is very exciting. Well, it's 1 a.m. in uh, in, in the UK, is, is it? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, 2 a.m. in the UK, something like that, yeah. Yeah, so all the hardcores have already already watched it, I suppose, at this point. Yeah, I'm saving it for the weekend, so that's in a couple of days. I'm saving it for Saturday, going to watch it with my brother. I think it's, what, the first two episodes only come out or something? something I've like honestly that. no idea. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of disappointing. If so, um, that said, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of leaking on well, not leak, deliberate leaking on social media of various clips. Uh, have you seen the one? Um, I know we started last week's pod with the same thing, but this was very funny too. The one with the brain and the heart. Uh, so I've skimmed through that one, mm. and then after watching that one, it's just so out of context because it's just a snippet of the show. I stopped watching all of the other intentional leaks. It's just like, I'm not one for cringe and everything they're leaking is cringe. Like there's the heart one, then they leak the playing to the, you'll never walk alone to get ready for Anfield. And then there's like the club photographer is giving a rousing speech. I'm like, okay, is it all going to be cringe? Yeah. (laughs) You know, you know what they're doing is they're leaking some of the embarrassing stuff. So, cause they know the Arsenal fans will watch it, but they want, the other fans to watch it as well so they leak the stuff that looks embarrassing so that everyone else is like oh juice let me that get would some actually, of that that would actually be smart yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but 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 this one I, it just it just killed me because arteta's making again a very serious speech about you know we have to play with our hearts and we have to play with our heads and we have to be in synergy with the fans and if we do all these three things we'll go out there and smash it except that he's drawn a cartoon brain and a cartoon heart, both of which have smiley faces. And I'm just like, if I was sitting there watching this, I would just be cracking up. Yeah, I would also say that hearing that, I think Lacazette took the whole playing with with our heads a little bit too seriously. (laughs) And he just started like almost every single ball in the box, he would like hit with the top of his bald head. The top, Mm -hmm. I've never seen a footballer head so many balls with the top of his head. Really quite impressive. It's actually very hard to do if it's intentional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Very, very consistent from that man. Um, I don't know if we covered it last week, but he did score a banger for Leon in preseason. We did. We did. Yeah, no pressure is a different story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
there is there are like bits and pieces we're going to do preview the the premier league fixtures for this weekend but there are some bits and pieces to cover first um some transfer stuff the the english uh women's team won the euros of course which is a phenomenal achievement beating the men to it i think that's kind of great don't you yeah and also beating germany which is yeah. greater <laughs> yeah absolutely two conquests there. yeah because i mean that was going to fight to the to penalties and england do not want to go to penalties against germany so they just had to make that goal very important to avoid that yes yeah. absolutely um i think a lot of lessons to be learned there uh, for sure um the other main story that i really wanted to touch on is that you know, you know as we discussed last week nottingham forest have made an awful lot of signings um and now they appear to be trying to buy jizz horn camp I mean, we did say it's an after dark show. Yeah. So here we are. Um, it's just, it's one of those chaos things where it's like, you know what? Yeah, I want to hear old commentators try and say it. I, w- I yeah. want to do that. I want to hear pundits try and say it. I just want people to, you know, enjoy it. Let's That's exactly why I want it, want it to happen. Yeah. yeah so that Premier League commentators have to deal with this. Because I'm sure, like in Holland, it, I'm not going to say it necessarily makes sense, because I think Dutch is a very funny language to begin with. But, you know, I'm sure it's it's not that unusual. Whereas in England, it's going to be phenomenal. Well, it's going to be phenomenal for the neutral, and it's going to be phenomenal for opposition fans <laughs> who want to get at him for any reason. Like, I mean, you couldn't have made it any easier. I, I do want to... Uh, not quote, but harken back to Ricky Gervais's Humpty Dumpty bit where he basically says, you know, if you are Mr. and Mrs. Dumpty, what are you doing calling your child Humpty? Which I think is a brilliant question. And I have a similar question for Mr. and Mrs. Horncamp. You know, you could choose anything. They've chosen jizz. Yeah, and I just wonder, like, what does jizz mean in Dutch? It actually means sperm. It says, like, Google says jizz... Like, is sperma... Yeah. Like, I don't get it. I mean, remember when um, Beck, the Beckhams chose Brooklyn because that's where he was conceived? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Well, that's where he was conceived. Maybe this is just like a really intense, literal version of that. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the interviewer Ali G said, if I did the same logic, my son would be called like the toilets at KFC. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, gonna have to find out whether Jizz has any siblings and what their names are, because I think that could be a, a fruitful. Um... We, do, I feel like we do that every time we find the funny name. We go, okay, well, let's see if the parents did the other kids just as bad, or is it just him? <laughs> yeah, uh, it. I, I did have a brief look at his Wikipedia, and he did. He was born in a place called Derip, oh, which is on. which is decent too. That's good. Um, so yeah, anyway, more research to be done there, but I thought it was important to get that. Get that story. Very important. Of course, of I'm already way. looking. I'm already looking at his family here. If <laughs> uh, anything of note? Uh, no, he plays right back. Nothing there. Blah blah blah. It's a striker. It says right back. Oh, forward and right back. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Obviously, of course. you know, yeah. just uh, just a quick reach out. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah. Right. Anyway, other stuff. Um, let's talk briefly about transfers. So Everton, Calvert-Lewin's out, which means, uh, oh, and Rondon is suspended for the first game of the season, which means they have no striker, um, at least for the opening day of the season. Um, is it Timu Puki time? 
That's my question. What between now and and, and Saturday? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, they're playing Chelsea, who also kind of don't have a striker. Mm. Kind of, you know, what is it? Havertz, maybe. Other maybe. than that, I don't think Werner is in the in the fray. I don't think who nah, else. he's, like, he's out the door. Yeah, Stir, like, yeah, it's it's pretty much Havertz. So it's pretty much two teams in blue with no striker. Everton are like you just cannot rely anymore on on DLC. You just can't. Like he's injured all the time. Apparently, yeah. And it's not going to help that when he's injured, he's going to be off doing marketing stuff that's just mm. going to get the Everton fans more mad. And the thing is, I get it. There's no correlation. I'm injured. I don't need to just sit at home for three months. But yeah. like, read the room. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. It's like a do with the barbecue. It's just yeah. it's just not the time. Like, yeah. you could, but, but come Saturday when Everton are 4-0 down to Chelsea, <laughs> Calvert-Lewin will be in like New York. <laughs> at the Guggenheim or something yeah, you know like yeah. it's just it's bound to happen um what will be a little consolation to Everton fans is that they're trying to sign Ghana gay I, why I couldn't tell you so that they can play him in midfield with Allen and form a defensive midfield partnership from like seven years ago I don't yeah, know or what five foot five average yeah yeah I, it's just it's just baffling wasn't there um, a player that I, I, and again, this is so random because I can't remember his name. I can't remember where he's coming. I can't remember anything except that I heard that someone wanted to sign him. I think West Ham, a striker or something. And okay. then the headline said, but the player prefers Everton. And I thought, yes. red flag. <laughs> 100%. So this is a story about um, a, a Lille midfielder, um, Amadou Onana. Yes. And West Ham seemed to have agreed like a massive fee for this 20-year-old midfielder. 40 million euros. Um, but there was a rumor that it's not going to go ahead because he wants to join Everton. I, it just makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, like I just can't believe it. Like, no. like you cannot be that badly advised right now. No, also Everton are signing Gay, who plays in the same position. <laughs> 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 I, nothing about that story makes sense. I assume he'll still end up at West Ham. I don't know. We'll see. But Yeah, I assume it's just not true. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you if you believe these things, that French, you know, we know Arsenal fans know that French account, that whatever GFFN or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. At the end of every tweet is like, and this player hates Arsenal. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> all right, so you know, people can make this stuff up if they have an agenda. Wasn't convinced by the project. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, um, Chelsea. Um, so the signing seemed to be signing Kukurea, or there was this thing today where like. Fabrizio did the here we go and then Brighton immediately issued a statement saying not here we go thank you very much and then Fabrizio said we'll see if it's here we go or not and for some reason my money's on Fabrizio 100% 100% this guy knows more than the club that the guy's leaving from like it's not even in question for me yeah and it's it's weird it's Chelsea doing a bit of hijacking themselves this time Um, because it looked like City well City do need a left back that's just Mm. a given um and Chelsea have Chilwell, but I, I guess that's why just a 50 million flop right off now. Like, I mean, if they make the signing for 55 or whatever it is million, that's pretty much saying that. Maybe. So I, th- I think that's a bit harsh on Chilwell. I think he was having a pretty decent enough time, but he got that terrible injury and was out for most of last season. Um, they obviously want to move Alonso on, but also Kukurea could play left back in a four left wing back in a you know whatever and you could play in which case you could and left side of the three 
if they do that. Yeah, yeah, because so in, he could play with Chilwell for sure. Yeah, and in a whatever is exactly what Tuchel's going for this season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's going to fit right in. <laughs> it's going to be like, vaguely Kukurela, Kulabali, Sterling's up there somewhere. Dropping in. Yeah. But no yeah one I, I, I was actually thinking, who's going to start for Chelsea in midfield? I mean, we've talked about these two teams. They're playing each other on the Saturday, the late, the late kickoff. Mm. Um, who's going to kind of have looked at Chelsea's midfield? And this all comes as well from fantasy and all that stuff. I think... Mount has to play. I don't know if it's going to be oh, midfield yeah, yeah. or not, but Mount yeah. has to play. Havertz is going to play up top. Then you have Sterling definitely in one of the positions. So now you've got, let's say, a right winger and two in midfield. Is, is it going to be Kante Jorginho? Is it going to be... Kante think, Kovacic? Yeah, I'm not sure if I've seen Kovacic in, in preseason. Like, I don't know. Mm. Again, I'm not keeping up with like preseason mm. that closely, but I feel like every time I've watched Chelsea, I haven't seen him. Is there anybody else in there that I'm forgetting in midfield? Like Gallagher. Oh, Gallagher. Yeah, Gallagher. Like, I don't think he'll start. No. I, might, I guess it'll be Kante, Jorginho, Mount. Is Loftus-Cheek still there? Yeah. yeah, but surely that experiment's over. You never know. It always comes back, though. Um, and then yeah, who's on the so, right? Who's, who's, who's another winger? This is the thing. So... I was just thinking about it, and I and I wonder if you might want, and this could be total rubbish because preseason could have answered these questions and we haven't seen the games, but would you consider having Mount on the right, Sterling on the left, Habits in the middle? I don't think Mount out wide works for me. I I see him as like the second striker making the runs past the Havertz or being kind of that creative player. I don't... They have James, who bombs down that right-hand side and pretty much does the job of a winger, which is why Ziyech seemed to make a lot of sense. Mm. A, a guy that wants to cut in and not go down the line, and why Rafinha maybe didn't make as much sense, right? Yeah. Um, no, I see Mount, because without Mount, that middle three are so boring. But it's not. But it's really... I don't know if Tuchel's changing the system, and, and that's kind of hampering the, the discussion a little bit, but generally last season he played... Three defenders, two wing backs, two central midfielders, two attacking midfielders in front of them, one of which was usually Mount, and then a striker. So um, when I say Mount on the right, I mean like right of those two behind the oh, yeah. striker, not like right wing necessarily. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. That I can see. So Sterling, Mount, and Havertz. If he's going to play five at the back, then that's your front three, and that solves it. Then you have Kante and uh, Jorginho, and the back yeah. five are, he's, he's got enough defenders to fill in there. So yeah, that, that's probably what he's going to do. Something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they've also signed uh, Chukwemeka. I, I, maybe their new policy is just signing people whose names start with C and end in A. I mean, that's more of a strategy than Burley's had so far. Yeah, I mean, at least it'll be something. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, we actually have a question uh, from Don Yaya, who says, how much are you enjoying technical director Todd and the sheer randomness of Chelsea transfer business? Follow up, since Chelsea are just pulling names out of nowhere, which random player would you like to see them purchase? Funny picks only. Oh, so on the serious note, it does seem a little bit like he just waits to see who wants to buy who and be like, okay, well, we can do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the De Jong thing, the Cucurella thing, etc. Um Now, in terms of who they can just like the most random player, that's a good one. I've got my answer. Okay. Tell me. Lukaku. <laughs> I suppose they technically own him so they don't need to yes yes terminate the loan yeah I mean I'd, I'd sort of want them I sort of want them to buy Ronaldo I got one 
Go on. Vanderbeek. Yeah, that yes. would be excellent. Yes. And there's nowhere for him in that team, which is perfect. Yeah, well, I mean, there's also the young that they're going to buy, apparently, that has a spot <laughs> on the team. So. That would be good. That would be very good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Chelsea, Chelsea, just interesting. We'll, we'll see. So, oh. speaking of, like, following preseason, mm. Kante had a couple of good games, seems mm-hmm. to be quite attacking, so mm-hmm. he made it into my fantasy. <laughs> oh, no. No. Wanted. I, I, look, he can sometimes have these bursts where he wants to go forward and do something, and he's only like five million. So I'm like, you know, I need a five million that plays. Yeah, um. yeah, that's fair enough. My only thing with that is like, he gets injured two games in, you've got to waste a transfer on it. Okay, here's a qu- here's a question for you. Okay, mm-hmm. just from a consulting perspective, week one, Kante versus Everton away or McGinn versus Bournemouth away? These are my two options right now. Can I choose neither? <laughs> it's not no, too late. I got to your squad in. That's true. Uh, uh, I just felt like good. I needed a Chelsea player, and like Mount was the only p- player that I want, but I can't get him in for eight million. He's too expensive, and Sterling, like no. I'd probably still go with Kante. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I Kante just, just like a late yeah. run into the box or something random. Yeah, and like more likely to get a clean sheet. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, Chelsea, and uh, one of their recent recruits, um, Koulibaly, obviously came from Napoli, mm-hmm. whose uh, president. De Laurentiis has declared that they don't want to sign any more African players, or he doesn't want to sign any more African players, because they keep going off to the African Cup of Nations. I know, I saw that. And like, like... <sighs> So, the problem is that the African Cup of Nations is, is just shoved in there, which is the kind of like, this is, this is kind of where it all starts. FIFA just cannot find the place for it in the calendar. Mm-hmm. But everything else has a place. So that's kind of where I like to start. It's like, can you seriously not... Like, okay, so everybody goes off to the Euros or everybody goes off to South America. Why can't people go off to to the Africa of Nations in the summer? Like, Well, generally the argument is that in most of the potential host countries, it would be too hot, right? Yeah, too hot in June, right? Like that, and but, but this is actually going to be really interesting, I think, because I think... And especially if this Winter World Cup goes mm-hmm. well, I think we this may not be the end of, of this kind of thing. Especially because, like, I don't want to get too deep into it, but climate change, like, across the... Look, 2026 is in the US for the most part. A few games in Mexico, Mexico, a few games in Canada. In the States this summer, it's been, like, over 100 degrees in a lot of places for a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, increasingly, the summer is going to be a really, really difficult or unreliable season to have football in. So I think we may end up seeing a lot of things move to the winter. No, it makes sense. And you've seen even like what's happening in Europe with, with the heat waves and all that. Like, I mean, if there's a Euros going on, like it would be hot. It would be very hot. I, I think it would be reasonable to say it would be irrespective. Like you can't have a tournament in, in a heat wave like that. Like it went up to like 40, 45 degrees in front. Like you can't play in that. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, or you could, and you just people will die, and then what actually, you know, that's what will happen. They'll do yeah. it. People will die, and then they'll switch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Speaking of, while while we're on vaguely political grounds, uh, the Premier League captains have decided not to take the knee for the for every game, but we'll do it on on some occasions. What do you what do you reckon? 
And those occasions are picked based on what? Like it's a big game? If television audience, probably. Yeah. I, don't, I honestly Yeah, don't I mean, at some point, like, you start to feel like, okay, well, like, it's what, like, you've done it for a whole season. Mm-hmm. Like, how long are you going to do it for? And what was the impact felt last season? Mm-hmm. Like, you've had kick it out. You've had all that stuff. Yeah. Like, it, th- these things, look, the problem is this, like, and this might be oversimplifying it, but, like, if I'm racist, I'm racist whether you take the knee or not. Mm-hmm. And I get it. It's about like awareness for like the people that are maybe like, okay, kind of like not in between, but it's like, oh, well, I don't care enough. Well, now I care because I'm like kind of part of this moment. Fine. But like, it just starts with education and education starts with a whole new generation. So it's like, you know, if you're going to see an effect of like a less racist society, unfortunately, it's going to take like, you know, the new generation eventually growing up in 10, 15 years to see a change. It's not going to be like, oh, you know, in, in November, because we took, you know, some players took the knee. So I get why they're stopping to do it, because there's, you know, like. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I know what you mean. And then everything loses its kind of effect yeah. if you go long enough. I suppose the only counter argument that I can think of is like, if you do it every week, it's just more opportunities for a kid to see it and be like, Daddy, what's that about? Right. And then you right. explain it, and then the kid gets that explained. But, you know, as long as they're still doing it, on occasions, I think I think that's a, a pretty reasonable yeah. reasonable stance to take. Um, yeah. Anyway, there's some other kind of transfer tittle. Da- Leno's finally gone to Fulham uh, for three bags of crisps, um, a packet of hobnobs, and <laughs> well, no, um, the hobnobs are only if Fulham stay in the league. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and actually, an actually, it's a, it's a packet of Twix. You get the first, the left Twix. If they stay in the league one season <laughs> and you get the right Twix, they stay in the league. Like, like, so the first headlines I saw was Leno must have fallen for eight million. I was mm. like, well done, thank you very much. That's fair. Sure. Then I scrolled a little bit and freaking Fabricio breaks it down: three million, two million, one million, one million. I'm like, come on, man! Like this is like, what's going on? Yeah. And the funny thing about this is that usually, like, you get some semblance of like it's not all upfront, and there might be yeah. add-ons or whatever, but you don't get it broken down like that. It's very clearly Fulham being like, look how little we're actually paying exactly. for this guy. <laughs> exactly. But they're getting a very good goalkeeper, especially for a team yeah. that is going to be uh, receiving a lot of shots on target. Leno's a fantastic, fantastic shot stopper. He is a brilliant reaction goalkeeper. So, you know what? Yeah, Fulham are not looking for someone to build the play or make unbelievable passes. And that's kind of what Arsenal were looking for, which is the only reason why Leno is not our goalkeeper. It's not because he can't make saves. Not, he, you know, his highlight reel at Arsenal is fascinating. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. And I think Fulham are getting an incredibly good goalkeeper who's already settled in a life at London blah 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 knows the Premier League I think he's going to be making a lot of saves and I think if you know the points in fantasy were a little bit more towards like a keeper performance than just a, a clean sheet because what they got a penalty scored against him or whatever like he would definitely be up there he will make a lot of saves it's true. Oh, FPL really screws goalkeepers. It yeah, it really doesn't does. make any sense. No. Um, uh, they have Liverpool first game of the season, so uh, yeah. good thing that they got him in place for that because they, they will absolutely need him in that game. Um, Corne, uh, West Ham, Newcastle, or Everton. If you were him. Not Everton. Um, and then I would think about like... So here's my question. West Ham seem to be linked slash already signed a lot of attacking players. And they already have a lot of attacking players. Mm. I actually like... Again, I'm not following this name by name, but it feels that way. 
And I'm just like, where are all these people going to play? Where's Skamaka, <laughs> Antonio, Corne, Bowen, the two small guys that I kind of grouped together? What's their Lanzini name? Lanzini and, and the yeah. other one. Yeah, yep. exactly. Like, where are all the? And then you've got like the midfielders. Like, where are like you know? Are you replacing Nolan? Is it not Nolan? Um, Mark Noble. Noble. Are you replacing Noble with like four players? Like, come on! Like, he wasn't that attacking. Like, that, <laughs> he wasn't attacking at all. Yeah. So it's like, where are all these people gonna play? And that's just the the feeling I have overwhelmingly is like West Ham are just signing way too many attacking players. Mm, it's a reasonable point. Yeah, I like. Unless Bowen, I, like, all of a sudden... Okay, that's a Chelsea move right there. It could there. be insurance. Yeah, that's a Chelsea move in, right there. If they come in with $100 million for Bowen, play him on the right. 100 Yeah. Good God. He's he's good. He's, I, I agree, but 100 Yeah. Yeah, he's, okay. what, he's like 21. All right. What's your uh, Twitter at, Andrew? <laughs> Just so people know where to... I don't even know Mo underscore AFC. <laughs> it's actually not, but whatever. Oh, it's not? Okay. No, there's an Arsenal involved. Anyway, we don't have There to, is. It uh, says AFC. Isn't it Arsenal Mo? No, it's Mo underscore AFC or something, isn't it? Mm, oh, wow. Well, sure. why, why would anyone even know their Twitter handle? You just go on there, you do stuff and you yeah, leave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's totally reasonable. Um, Ronaldo left at halftime in a friendly... And Ten Hag was like, that's unacceptable. What is he? Like, the problem is, Ronaldo's a major superstar, and he knows what to do to, you know, press the buttons, to kind of poke under the belt. And mm-hmm. he's just he's just doing it all. He's like, okay, well, fine. You don't want to let me go. Well, fine. They don't want to let you go. Where are you going? There's nowhere to go. Where are you going? You want to play Champions League football. Who's going to sign you for Champions League football? Who? Who, realistically, that can even compete for the competition is going to sign you. I mean, at this point, you'd have to say the likeliest destination is Barcelona, simply because they can't stop <laughs> buying people that they don't need. Yeah, but Chelsea don't want to... I guess Chelsea do want to sign Ronaldo, so then Barcelona can get involved. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, like, Bayern said no, at least in public. Atletico Madrid, I think, would do it, but they have absolutely no salary room. There's just where, where, where? Yeah, I, like surely he's not doing this without an idea of where he can go. You would think, but maybe they had an idea and they were wrong in that. Yeah, but he just left yesterday the stadium, so it's like, <laughs> like clearly there's something new happening here. Yeah, I don't know. I I said to you, said this to you earlier, but I also sort of felt that like maybe that whole thing was a bit staged in the. He, he came back. He did the whole, like, the King's going to play on Sunday. Well, like an absolute wanker. And then <laughs> and then was chatting to Ten Hag and then left. I'm like, eh, I'm not sure that this was at all. But what's the idea? Know, like, like the, the United are like, we'll let you go, but you got to make it feel, you got to make it seem like you're forcing us to do so? A, a bit. Yeah, like because Ten Hag up until this point has said we want him to stay. Yeah. The club has said we want him to stay. Ten Hag has said he's part of the plan, blah, blah, blah. Even though like every rational person would be like, absolutely not. He'd love him to go. And so maybe this just allows him to maneuver a bit. Well, I don't the, know, the, the thing is also like I think the, you cannot underestimate the overwhelming kind of fan backing of Ronaldo. Like no, he can yeah. do no wrong kind of thing. So like it could be one of those where it's like, okay – force us to let you go as opposed to like, oh, what? You let Ronaldo go? Oh, my God. Like, you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, United do need to think about this because, you know, fans literally burnt down or tried to burn down uh, Woodward's house. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've got to keep the keep the, the rabble at bay. Woodward sounds like his room or his house. Woodward. 
Just a thought. All other thoughts like this at <laughs> AFC Mo. No, no, um, actually, you're right. I just checked. It's Arsenal89 underscore Mo. There you go. Yeah. Nothing like what you said. Yeah. Um, uh, in retirement moves, Sask Fabregas to Como in Serie B. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of Lake Como, but that uh, explains the whole thing. It's beautiful, man. My God. And also, Como means what in uh, Spanish. <laughs> so... Fabregas, what? <laughs> What's it? What is it in Italian? That's a good question. Well, I guess Como is also in Italian. Has oh yeah, it's in Italy. I mean, it's in Italy, but I don't know <laughs> if it also means what. Uh, Como? No, Como in Italian just means nothing. It's just a place. Cool, Lake Como. All right. Um, similarly, Casper uh, Schmeichel and Aaron Ramsey have moved to Nice. Like again, I, retirement. This is yeah. lovely stuff, isn't it, for them? Yeah, yeah, you've got Bale in Miami, these guys in Nice, Fabregas in Lake Como. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, why retire without getting paid? You just move to that. You know, you want to move to Venice? Go to Venice, FC, get yeah. paid, but also be retired. Like, you know, what, what, what is it in for? You got to show up to training twice a week and play a game on the weekend. Great, whatever. Yeah, it's Serie B, man. Like, it, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got the best kids and the best models and you're good to go oh, it's just just a beautiful life uh, yeah. speaking of Italy Charles de Catelele uh, has moved to AC Milan he looks well he looks very strange but he also looks like a very good footballer so we'll see if he is the heir to Kaká or just not hey, I trust Ivan Gazidis <laughs> to be honest <laughs> he's done a good job <laughs> <laughs> you kind of have to at this point. It's really, uh, you know, from an Arsenal perspective, sort of annoying to see how well he's done at AC Milan after showing nowhere near this level of competence at Arsenal. But there I think you go. also, I think also Arsenal were a shambles around him. Hmm. I think like there was a lot going on that just didn't make sense at Arsenal either. Right. So he's like a player, a good player in the wrong environment. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. All right, uh, if we had a little jingle like we used to, I'd, I'd throw it in here now, and we do a little break, and then we do Premier League fixtures. So uh, how did our jingle used to go? It was like... Something like that? Yeah, that's good. And we're back. Premier League fixtures. The opening game of the season is Crystal Palace against Arsenal. Mohamed, it's been a very good preseason for Arsenal. Also, very good preseason for Crystal Palace. Are you confident? Something about Crystal Palace not conceding at home for like the last five games of last season, blah, 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 all the good stuff. Look, I don't like the sense of expectation because I have, Arsenal haven't had it in a long time. It was like, wait, shit. Let's hope for the best. Maybe we can nick a win. Now it's like, after this preseason, after the hype that Arsenal fans are going on and about online, if we don't come away with three points here, it'll just be carnage. It'll be like fair game to Chelsea fans, Spurs fans. It'll be absolutely fair game. It's going to look like January 6th. Oh my God. It's just, it's not going to be fun. So I... I got to get used to this kind of sense of expectation that Arsenal are, you know, in quotations, good again. I mean, there's no proof, you know, Mm. conclusive proof just yet, but this is how I feel regardless, that we're good again and that we're a good team again and blah, blah, blah. So now we got to kind of get used to that whole every game we should win. Not only that, I think it's going to need to be a win, a Gabby Jesus (laughs) brace minimum, and Saliba has to like 
Oh. Wrestle Zahar into the ground. Oh, if so, those three yeah. conditions are met, I think the fan base might I be. Think, I think after the game, the only acceptable result, like you said, is maybe a Jesus hat trick, a Zinchenko triple assist, <laughs> a Shaka screamer. And mm. then after the game, Saliba plays so well that Van Dyke retires. Yeah. Yeah, I think that. <laughs> <laughs> and he drops a little music video. Yeah. And if yeah. I can get a little sprinkle of a Ben White cross or something, mm. I'm good to go. Yeah. No, fair enough. Oh, and a Saka something. Cause yeah. Also, a, Ra- a Ramsdale assist would be nice. Right. Or at least a shout into the crowd. Basically, we need to play so well, they just give us the trophy and they cancel the season. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, and then we can all just sit at home and watch all or nothing and that's it. Like, we're joking, but that is pretty much the state of oh, things 100%. online. Um, so there you go. I don't even um, think we're exaggerating that much. No, I don't think so either. Uh, Crystal Palace are good, though, man. Uh, I'm excited to see what they'll do this season. More kind of young talent coming into that team. They haven't done too much in the window, but more more young talent coming in. Vieira did a great job last season, better than we expected. Not As we kind of said before, wasn't a huge points lift, but they, the style was a lot better. Everything about the club was a lot better. Um, so, and, and, like, and like Bernie will say, what are you really playing for? You're playing mm. for your fans, enjoying your football. The, the the ground is buzzing. You feel like you have a chance against any team. That's what you're playing for. Who cares if you come 12th, 11th, 10th, 13th? It doesn't matter ultimately. The point is, okay, fine. I'm not going to finish Europa League, and I'm hopefully not going to get relegated. Well, let's just enjoy our time and let's, you know, because at some point you're going to get relegated. Let's just enjoy it in the meantime. Yeah, and and at the same time, try not to get into the Conference League because that <laughs> yeah. would be very irritating. It's a fine balance to strike, you know. Um, as we uh, as we mentioned earlier, Fulham against Liverpool, um, seven thirty a.m. Eastern time on Saturday morning at, <laughs> at the barn slash cottage. Um, normally, with this kind of game, I'd go. Will it be three or will it be six? First games of the season are weird, man. First games of the season are weird. I haven't followed like you know the preseason that closely. Who's injured? Who's not? Who's in form? Who's not? I mean, I know we watched Liverpool. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Liverpool oh. beat City three-one. Hmm. Was it in the uh, Charity Shield? I don't care if they call it something else right now. Community yeah. Shield, whatever. Um, <clears throat> that was a good game. I mean, Liverpool kind of grabbed that win a little bit in in the end. Um, but again, based on that game, they look they look relatively ready. They yeah. they look like they you know they're raring to go and Nunez scored a goal took off his shirt you know did his whole thing the the South American flair and excitement important for him to get that goal I think I think so I think so because he didn't start the game because Klopp was kind of protecting him because mm. he's had a couple of dicey moments in preseason <laughs> and the four goal game that he scored like it was all like who is this keeper. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think I think I think Liverpool should should come away with something here, um, yeah. quite comfortably. But we'll see. It'll be it's exciting to watch almost the Fulham side of things, right? Like we know Liverpool, yeah. blah blah blah. But it's exciting to actually watch it from the Liverpool from the Fulham perspective. I know it's not a fair kind of first game. How are Fulham going to do? But at least you get an idea of okay, who are the star players? Who's going to stand out? Who's going to do this? Blah blah blah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so just this doesn't really help at all, but Fulham's preseason has been mental. Check this out. So they drew with Villarreal, mm. beat Estoril Praia, uh, lost 5-1 to Benfica, beat Nice 2-0, lost <laughs> 4-0 to Sheffield United, and then beat Luton 7-0. I, like, anything could happen. 
That is actually very random. Yeah. Well, yeah. But you, you would beat Nice. They're all there to retire. <laughs> very true. Um, all right. Enough Fulham fixtures. Bournemouth against Aston Villa. I don't care. Um, uh, one, one. Yeah, whatever. I think. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't like Bournemouth. I'm tired of them. They just feel bland and boring every time they're in the Premier League. So I'm I'm ready for Aston Villa to smash them and eventually for them to go down. All right. I mean, Villa should win this, but but Scotty Parker makes things makes things difficult. Ooh, this one's good. This uh, harkens back to the uh, the early to mid nineties, a uh, Premier League original sort of Newcastle against Nottingham Forest. This is going to be very exciting. A to see, you know, what Newcastle looked like this season, and B to see whether Nottingham Forest, who have is it thirteen new yep. players now, yep. can actually form a team. I I I never like that. Like I know you need to strengthen when you're coming up from the championship. But like, I just feel too many changes where you think I'm just going to kind of upgrade the entire starting eleven. There's just no chemistry. There's also like that fighting for the cause. Like you almost need a little bit of those players that know what it took to get here, as opposed mm. to like, okay, well we're here now. Thank you all for your efforts, but you're not starting anymore. And here's all you know. It's a little. It's a little bit similar to like, it just popped in my head like Ghana recruiting all these players to play for them. I don't know if you've heard interesting. of like, yeah, so, like, yeah, interesting. I think it's Ghana or whatever. Like, yeah, so many Inaki players Williams are... Exactly. Yeah. It's like, well, what about all of us that, you know, got us into whatever it is, the African Cup of Nations or whatever, or the, or the World Cup that's coming, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just feel like you lose that passion. That You need a balance of that. Yes, you need to upgrade a couple of, you know, you know, like how at Brentford, for example, did an Ericsson or whatever, but not all of them. Like, not very few <laughs> new players. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't know how many of the thirteen are, are genuinely like you know first team starters. Probably you know a handful yeah. at least, but it's uh, it's still a lot. And we've seen teams do it in the past and, and fail miserably. So it's going to be fascinating. Um, what do you think? Newcastle win that? I'm excited for Newcastle to have a good season. Um, I I just want him to do well. We talked about this before. I want him to do well. I you know I don't feel a huge threat by them, and I just feel like you know what I I feel like they're I don't know. Eddie Howe is doing it kind of the right way. If that makes sense. And even their signings aren't like completely glamorous. Like, fine, they'll sign Madison, but like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. Be interesting if they do, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I want them to do well. Okay. I mean, I I very much don't, but uh, I think they will beat Nottingham Forest. Um, Tottenham against Southampton. Uh, Southampton. This is an odd fixture in that either Spurs smash Southampton by five or six, or it's like really tight and ends in a draw. So, I'm excited for Southampton's kind of new signings. Mainly, how do you say his name? Ari Aribo. Ariba. Yeah. Aribo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he had a good goal in preseason. I don't know if you saw it. It we, was it good. He like bumbled his way past a few people, but that's a thing that yeah. not many people can do. So yeah. fair yeah. enough. And I just you know, and again, it is against Spurs. So obviously, Southampton are going to smash them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't think so, but we, we will see. Richarlison suspended for this one for something he did six games before the end of last season, which is an absolute absurdity. But um, yeah, I, I think Spurs will have have yeah. too much for Southampton. Especially at home, it's going to be buzzing. It's going to be Conte's kind of yeah. I think I think they're gonna they're they're, they're gonna score quite a lot of goals and. And like, like you know, on on principle, I don't have any Spurs players in my fantasy, and it bites mm. me in the ass every year because Son <laughs> and Kane are going to score like a brace each in this game. Probably a couple of lineup things um, for uh, that, that will be interesting to see here. 
so as as we kind of covered, Spurs have four right wing backs because Conte has decided that that Lucas Moura counts as one of those now. Um, so there's Doherty, uh, Emerson Royale, Lucas Moura, and Jed Spence. I think it will be Doherty, but it, it's re- very rare that a manager has four players to pick from one position, and you're not really sure who it's going to be. Um, and then on the left, you've got Cessna and Parasic, which are pretty good options too. So the wingbacks, I think, are the start, only... Who's going to start at centre-back, you think? Dia Romero, and then the the left... Longley? Left back, Longley or Sanchez, I would imagine. You, it should be Longley, because he's a much better footballer. Do but... they have nobody better than Dyer still? He was really good last season. But no, I mean, the answer is for the central role, not really. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, what's next? Uh, Leeds against Wolves. You know what? I was curious about Leeds for uh, FBL reasons, and I watched a few of their friendly highlights from preseason, and they look pretty good, man. Like, I couldn't do it because of uh, financial restrictions but i really wanted to put bamford in after <laughs> after watching yeah, he's only gonna give, he's gonna go get injured two weeks in so that's yeah maybe yeah maybe. and then also like i like what um what the new manager is doing he seems to kind of have an idea of what he wants to do exactly he's i think added a little bit more discipline into the squad and i mean mm-hmm. that by like not like the pressing and stuff obviously be also had that but discipline in the sense of like tactical discipline yeah um kind of just playing with the goal of winning the game because I don't think Bielsa's ever done that. It just feels like <laughs> Bielsa's never set his team out to win a game. Bielsa's like, go out there and be somebody. Yeah, and if we win, great. That's a nice byproduct. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, well, they should they should be good. But they did obviously lose Calvin Phillips, which is a major cog in that kind of midfield for them. And, and Rafinha, obviously. So two, I'd say they're two best players for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. They they've kind of replaced them with with a few a few players. Aronson looks has looked really good in preseason. Um, Sinistera, I don't know if he's played yet, but I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what they can produce. Um, Wolves like have basically done nothing this summer, and I really have nothing to say about them. It turns out absolutely sign, nothing. They didn't sign any more Portuguese people. So so there's there's uh, rumors that if. Um... De Jong leaves, then maybe Navas is a replacement for Barcelona. Who? Not like, not like. Oh, Neves. Neves, sorry, they say Navas. Neves, yeah, might be like a target for Barcelona. So if they lose him too, that might be a problem. Hmm. I mean, the they're looks. not they're not like for like, but you know, just to add to the midfield. There's also sure. open, I mean, there's also rumors of Aubameyang. Speaking of Chelsea having no strikers, <laughs> Aubameyang to Chelsea is a rumor right now. Why? Just why? Uh, just so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Leicester against Brentford. So Brentford have strengthened, apart from obviously losing Ericsson. Um, they got Mikael Damsgaard for 15 million, which is a really good signing. Leicester have done nothing, famously. So, I mean, it's at home. Leicester should still win it, but there's just a weird atmosphere around that club. It, it feels from the outside, at least. Yeah, and like I think if Madison does go for a big fee, because the problem with Leicester is that they said you cannot sign anybody until we sell people. And who have they sold? I mean, Fofana was a bit of a rumor to Chelsea. Um, Madison, rumors to Newcastle. So if they can get, you know, 100 million out um, between both of those, then maybe they can start making some signings. Except the season's already started at that point. Like it's. Yeah, that's the problem. You want to get your signings done before whatever right the season starts so it'll be 
Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting, but I, I just don't know. And Brentford as well. Like, can they start strong? Can they? You know, this is this, these are important three points if they get in the bag away from home to a relatively top team. Yeah, I, I think they could. I think they could do something there. Everton, Chelsea. We uh, talked about a little bit earlier on. Everton have no striker. Uh, are generally a bit of a sh- have no midfield. Generally a bit of a shambles. But Chelsea are kind of all over the place too. Um, you'd still think they'd beat Everton in the state, but their the preseason games weren't convincing. Chelsea. Uh, not mm. against Udinese, not against Arsenal. Um, Sterling was doing his thing where he was just like bumbling the ball around. Like, you know, that chaos factor that Theo Walker, where he doesn't even know what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. They, they should have enough. They should have enough. But they, I think Chelsea will have to kind of work themselves up into like a bit more form than what kind of we've seen in preseason. Sounds like they need to get an Arteta speech to stir things up. I'm sure Tuchel can do a speech. Ah, I would want to see that. I would. (laughs) I think they'd be similarly mental. Um, Man United against Brighton. Brighton, other than not selling Kukurea yet, haven't really done very much. They had a lot of young players that kind of went out on loan last season and are back with the squad now. And I don't really know who they are, but they're supposed to be very talented. Um, so maybe they'll be better than last season, but like, there's not really anything to suggest that. And they lost Basuma, who's one of the best midfielders in the league. Um, United have looked a bit better in preseason than they did last season, but again, the, the bar is extremely low for that. I think they'll win, though. The thing, the thing I, I find with United is that, like, it's one of those where it just has to all really click for them to have a good game. I feel like when I look at the front couple of like let's say Rashford Martial Sancho and Bruno Mm -hmm. if they're all on their game they can destroy anybody yeah but like do they have that ruggedness to win when they're all not on their game playing liquid football like you know what I mean like that's the part that gets me with the night is that ruggedness that kind of like what they used to be in the past which is like you know nil nil in the last minute we're gonna score a goal I just I see them beating anybody on their day because those four are amazing players and especially if they're clicking great but you know is the base McTominay and Fred is the base like I think they're going to win more games than they're going to lose but is that enough to get you into top four I don't think so I don't don't think so either I, I think it would have to be if they were to do really well this season it would have to be a result of the system rather than the players like Ten Hag figuring out a way to get the best out of out of what he has um because like they haven't like Ericsson is a fantastic signing this under Martinez let's see we don't really even know what he's there to do so we'll find out but compared to everyone around them they haven't really strengthened he uh, he played center back in a in the preseason game recently he had a good Got a good debut. I mean, is, is, is it? Te- it's not technically a debut, but you know, whatever, a preseason game. Um, he he played well at center back. He was tenacious. He was clearly making up for his height because he's been on Twitter. Um, but you know, he had a good game. He seems kind of calm on the ball, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, compared to Varane next to him, who did not look that calm at all. <laughs> he's looked awful since the moment he arrived. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Um, so, so it'll be interesting. I think if they can, if again, you can say this about any team, if they can click, then great. But I think with United, they really have to click because I don't think they have a plan B. Fair enough. Uh, cannot wait to see Welbeck rise above 
Lissandro like a salmon and nod one into the, the back post. Uh, West Ham against Manchester City. This could be one of the best games of the weekend, actually. Um, City looked very ropey, at least defensively, um, in the Community Shield. Haaland, like, ha ha ha, obviously had a terrible game. Sort of what you were fearing. Sort of everything that you were fearing. Missed an open goal. Missed a couple of other good chances. Um but again, Alvarez looked uh, looked quite tasty. Yeah, he did. He 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 he's an exciting one, and if he can get a couple of games in the cups and a couple of games in maybe you know once the once they've qualified out of their Champions League group or something, I think that'll be very exciting to watch out for Haaland. He'll get into it, but like it can't just be tappens. It can't just be like at the end of a great city play. He cannot just be a Jesus. Like, you know, he cannot just be whatever. Like, he no. or a Sterling for them, right? He needs to have his highlight reels. He needs to be like, this game is tough and I want it for you. You know, he, and yeah, I worry if that's going to happen. <laughs> Man, the one thing that struck me about when I was watching the, the highlights of that game is that like, Often football players don't look that big and then you see them in real life and they're absolutely massive. Haaland just looks so big. He looks like an ent. Yeah, he's got that um, uh, Usain Bolt thing about him where he's huge and the first couple of steps look super awkward. But then once (laughs) he gets into his stride, he's gone. But the first couple is almost like he's going uphill. He's coming out of like quicksand and then he really gets into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, excited to see Skamaka, assuming he starts, although he might not. He you might know. not. In against City, maybe you just want Antonio there hustling and and bustling. But yeah, and I think I don't yeah. know. Maybe maybe West Ham can get something out of this, especially I, if Grealish starts. Historically playing, yeah, yeah. Historically playing City early is is a good thing to do. Um, Spurs beat them first game last season. Um, they, they like they. I just remember them kind of starting quite slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that would probably be be the best time to yeah, play them. Their form kind of mirrors the way Holland runs. <laughs> Couple of awkward steps, and then it's yeah. uh, it's all over. It's yeah. Sad. Anyway, th- those are the fixtures. So, so it's not a bad first weekend. It's not. It's not. I'm gonna be watching every single game. <laughs> I'm on the couch for for five out five seven hours on the Saturday. Obviously, the Friday is Arsenal, and then on the Sunday for five hours. So that's twelve hours of me on the couch in front of Fubo TV. Yeah, and beautiful. That's yeah, that's a, that's a good point actually. If if you're listening in Canada and you're like, oh, it's not on the zone. No, it's not. Um, I noticed a few people are kind of just coming around to that. Yeah, it's on uh, something called Fubo TV, which had Serie A last season and might still have it. Not sure. Um, anyway, it has a bunch of channels. It's uh, you'll you might still need the zone for Champions League. Keep that in mind. And mm. and the zone seem to be kind of going around picking up leftovers. I think Bundesliga is now on. Like they're really they're doing a couple of things to try and just kind of keep it relevant. Um, and again, chances are it's going to keep flip flopping. I don't know if Fubo has it from like has the rights for more than a year. Three, sure. I thought. Is it three already? I think. I think it's three. It could be wrong. That makes sense. I mean, you wouldn't pay all that money for one year, but no, no, for sure. Um, all right, I think uh, that's everything for this week. It's late, um, as we said, and we'll uh, we'll chat to you after the first weekend of Premier League football. Exciting! I can't wait. I'm actually excited for the league to start. Oh, big time! We're we're idiots, but we love yeah. it. <laughs> Have a good one. See ya. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com 
Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Thank you.